Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. D. I got a really special guest, Dr. Skip Weiss, uh, not only a classmate and a good friend and getting to watch each other grow our families and our practices. It's been really cool having him here. He's going to give you some insight on growing an internal practice. But tell us a little bit about you, Skip. What What are you doing up there in Green Bay? Well, first thing I got to say is E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, buddy. I hope you guys have a – I hope you have a terrific Sunday coming up here, Enrico, and um, you get a chance to, you know, fly up to Philadelphia and join in that parade here. Um, you know, it's, thank you so much for having me on. It means a lot. I love being on Enrico. I've had a podcast for over two years. I mean, four years talking to chiropractors. We've got over 200 episodes, well over a hundred thousand downloads. We're in the top 5% in the world in our categories. Like this is what we've done for the last 15 years. And we've built a massive family practice up here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I would say it's one of the top in the United States. And the reason why we do it is because we love kids and we love families and, I'm a, I'm love to be an alumni and in the same class as you, buddy. I remember, dude, I remember sitting next to each other in classes playing DS and all sorts of crap 15 years ago at Palmer. And I, uh, our friendship goes real deep and a long way. So it's so nice that you have me on, Dr. Enrico. It means a lot. Yeah, man. No, and we've watched you grow and <clears throat> you've built a beast and a machine up there. But that's the whole point of this. I've been on this rhetoric. And you guys hear what he, he's been doing two years, doing all this stuff. But what I heard when Skip was talking was consistency. Mm-hmm. You just stuck with it and you've got yep. 200 episodes. Who does that? Who sits in front of a mic shooting these stupid webinars? All the Every day. Just Every crazy week, people. I haven't, missed an episode. I haven't missed an episode in 208 weeks, man. Every week there you go. we get Consistent. on here and we pour it out, right? That's four years though. 200 weeks. That's four years. Four years. Yeah. I missed four both. years. Four, okay. years um, yeah. four years consistent. Just go, go, go. And then what happens is things start to hockey stick because your viewership and the people that love you and, and the, um, the relationships you create through somebody's audio, just through their ears is huge. And which, which shows no shortage of how important the spoken word is. hundred percent. That's where we're going to go with this today mm-hmm. is about what we say and what we do have to correlate pretty close to one and one, especially when it comes to building a family practice. And we always talk about marketing, 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 my clients that call me up for coaching or on the marketing 101 are always like, okay, tell me the next latest, greatest, shiny thing that we can do for marketing to get there. And it, it all goes back to square one about internal dialogue, how you build this in the community, how you build the roots in your community. And this doesn't have to take long. I've done it in two different countries at two different times, all from scratch. It just takes cultivating and consistency. So what has been your number one? We'll go through maybe your top five, but what is your number one thing when it's come to build a family practice, the dialogue that you have internally in your office correlated with your whole staff? Well, number one, I want to recognize what you just said. Enrico, you built two very successful offices, not in two different states, two different countries, one in Canada and one in the United States. And that's a massive testament to how well you can build things, Enrico, how well you and Christine work together, but more importantly, the spoken word and how you're using your stuff in your offices. Because I can guarantee the strategy is consistent across across the world and inside everybody's office. If you If you just stick to the one strategy of communication with your patients, and what I can't stress enough is over-communication. A lot of docs try to 
basically rein everything in. And then what they do is that there's a lot of gurus out there that'll tell you, you need to bring yourself down to your patient's level. And that's not necessarily the key. Okay. The key is, is to bring them up to yours. And if you can, if they give you a window, which everybody does, and it starts with a very simple concept of, do you understand what I do? And whether it's chiropractic, whether it's um, physiotherapy, whether it's dentistry, anything, the patient simply asks them or the family member, do you understand what I do? Do you know what it's like to see a pediatric and a family-based chiropractor? Do you know what it's, do you know what I do from a dental, dental perspective? Or do you know what I do from whatever services they're trying to do here? And then take the time. And when they tell you no, because 95% of the people are going to tell you no, especially when they're coming into a chiropractic office and they see you adjusting a baby and they're like, what is going on? Um, None of them understand that you see kids, let alone see families, but more importantly, let alone what chiropractic is. And that's the biggest thing. Once they give you that window, Then you explain everything in a third to fifth grade term and bring them up to you. Don't come down to them. Bring them up to you. It's no different than communicating to kids. If you're going to have a baby in front of you, a toddler, and all you're going to do is Google Gaga and, oh, you want to talk to daddy? Like, like, talk to your kid like they're an adult, number one, because then they will understand what it's like to converse with an adult, right? So talk to your patients like they're an adult. Don't talk over their head. Talk on a level that they understand, but bring them up to you. Bring them up to you. Talk about subluxation. Talk about nerve irritation. Talk about how the body does not heal itself appropriately when there's nerve irritation and how it gets a tremendous amount of stress in it. It's the same thing in any profession, but then you have the opportunity to not, one, overwhelm them, but actually articulate to them exactly what you do, and that will increase understanding 100-fold. Because there isn't a person on this earth that doesn't want their body to heal effectively, that doesn't want their children's bodies to heal effectively and efficiency, and that doesn't want the best for their families. And if that's the case, they're usually not in that family. It's truth. It's the truth. Yeah. I mean, we get it even with our family practice. People come on in and they see the baby for the first time. Like, you guys adjust babies? I'm like, where have you been the last four years? Yeah, of course we just babies. Have you not seen the babies? But it's funny, but that's an opportunity to educate because I would say half of the time I have that discussion, hey, you adjust babies? Yeah, we adjust babies. I mean, the, the, there's so much easier to take care of there. It's so much easier to take care of a baby than it is a broken adult, right? Yes, nervous system. It's man, been, it's been in the butt the last two years with you, hasn't it? Yeah, and man. After, yeah. And then boom, they started thinking about their grandkids. They're thinking about their nieces, their nephews. I'm like, there you go. Absolutely, they can come in. And the key with that is to really close, you know, close it right there and have, you know, a limitation and limits of barriers there to go to the front and be like, hey, you know, Sally had a couple questions about the kids. Show her how she can get around the velvet rope and get her kids in here so she doesn't have to go mm-hmm. through that whole mm-hmm. onboarding process. And it's just, it leaves it wide open, the court wide open. I think as chiropractors, we forget about that. We wear our, our clinic jackets and we're like, yeah, we take care of babies, period. Period. We're gonna leave, yeah. we're gonna you don't leave say anything. Nothing, right? You don't say Great. anything. Yeah. Or, or what happens is a lot of us, we pitch and holes, we pitch and hole ourselves into condition-based care versus right. overall family function. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not the one to say it. it's okay if all you're going to take care of is autistic kids or NDD kids or all, you're going to take that massive spectrum on. That's cool. But what happens then is that you be, what will happen is you will become over-specialized. Being somebody that's been in practice for 15 years, trust me, 
I've been through all of this. Hell, I almost went bankrupt six months into practice because I didn't understand the importance of communication. I didn't understand the importance of, of marketing. I didn't understand any of that. I just thought I could just hang a shingle, um, put my put my sign up, and then patients would start rolling in. But what I realized is that my ideal client never came in. The person that I really enjoyed loving and taking care of that gave me energy that I could give back to them that would allow them to heal better. We were on the same wavelength. They never showed up because all I was seeing was pain-based adults. And that's not, that's not my considerable area of my soul, my soul space of expertise. My soul genius is in pediatrics and kids and in families. And actually, to be quite honest with you, Dr. Enrico, it's in, it's in, it's in pregnancy. Right. That's where I shine and I drive. I love taking care of babies. Don't get me wrong. Infants, I've adjusted thousands of infants and thousands of newborns that are hours old. But the pregnancy, man, like that, oh, I just got goosebumps because working with pregnancy is huge because you impact two lives at once. But here's the thing with working with pregnancy that you all have to understand. Pregnancy is that magic area where you work on two lives at once and then you have time. Over the next 12, 16, 20 weeks, if you're getting them in like you should be when they're in their early, when they're in their early second trimester or first trimester, you have time then, time to sow and cultivate all of those nurtures and seeds to then that mom wanting you and actually yearning for you to check her child. And that's, that's a two for all day long. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that you affect two lives at once, which is the most important thing. But you have all of that time to build that trust, to build that relationship, to then be able to take care of that child, which ultimately, ultimately, all chiropractors that take care of children want to do. And then they get offended when the mom doesn't want to see or bring their child in. What they have to understand is that did you build the relationship and build the trust with the mom? Or were you just assuming that they were going to bring their child in? Because that doesn't happen either. Yeah. Yeah, ideal client. You, you nailed it. And you can see the passion just come right out of skip right there. It was boom. He knows his ideal client, pregnant mom. And you're going to yep. be like, well, listen, chiropractic only takes care of 9% of the population. Why would I pigeonhole myself even more to point one of the population that's pregnant at the moment? Uh, because trust me, they need it more than anybody else. And if you're the guy or the gal to go to, they will find you. So that, that passion has to elude your practice. and that And that's you. Uh, it's so cool working with chiropractors, even as a coach, yeah, because they all have that spark. Yours was right there. It was pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It was that two mm-hmm. for one when you're helping two lives at the same time. Maybe it's twins. Maybe you're helping three. Maybe it's three. I've had that too. <laughs> we're totally. Uh, triplets. Whoop, we got triplets. Uh, yeah. uh, it, all, it all happens. But the, every chiropractor has that passion. And if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I don't do pregnancy. But I do okay. in our office, you know, we we found the passionate chiropractors. We've got a team of five and we've got, you know, Sarah that definitely she's the her ideal client is the one month old. She's yeah. like, I want to work on one month olds. Like, I mean, how niche is that? They're not going to be one month for very long, but that's where she wants to be. The And the point is the earlier, the better. Mm-hmm. So she just says one month because as the younger, the better. But she would love to say one day one day old, right. but that's, it's tough to do so that we have that. Then we got me, the pediatric car, you know, I'm doing the kiddos, the ones that are running around school age mm-hmm. because Sarah's like, no, they're not for me. <laughs> they're tough. They're tough. And she's younger. I've got 15 years of experience. Yada, yada, yada. Then we have the other one, the pregnancy. And then we got the sports rehab guy that we just added on. Then we got Christine doing, you know, women's health. Yeah. But our practice, when you look at it, the upper cervical people are always like, are, do you even do upper cervical? I'm like, yeah, that's all I do is, I, all I, do, is I, I do upper yeah. cervical and I just some <laughs> spinal segments, but that's all we do. So, you know, I am a straight chiropractor, but anyway, but our office is not, if you dissect our webpage, you're like, you got all this stuff going on, but why not? 
because your idea, you can have multiple ideal clients. The way to do it is just to build it and, and get people, the utility people that can do this in your office. You don't have to do it all and you don't have to be afraid to break free and pick that niche because you're just going to grow. So I like how this podcast has gone that way. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense about your ideal client and your niche. And we're keeping it family-based too. Because I know a lot of people want to see more kids. They do want to help kids. Most chiropractors do. There are chiropractors like, don't bring a kid in my office. Like yeah. they're, they're into yeah, injury. They're into like weekend warriors. And they're really good at it. They work with mm -hmm. Olympic athletes, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. We got NFL jerseys on our wall. We got kids posters. We do it all, but it's not me. I'm not doing it all. It's our team that does it. So you build a team around what you want to do, but pick your niche. So if you're a solo practitioner and you've been doing this for two years, pick your ideal client. And I think sometimes we pick the 35 year old female because, because we're not putting two and two together. We're thinking they have kids. Mm -hmm. Then that's not your ideal client. It's their kids. That's mm -hmm. your ideal client. And you, and it changes your whole marketing game too. So getting to the basic and knowing your ideal client, then you build your marketing game around that. Super cool, man. Ideal client. Love it. What else have you done in your practice? So you got, you know, you knew you wanted to do pregnancy. You knew you wanted to do that. How'd you build your team around that? How did you, you know, build the volume from that? How'd you get loud in your community? I mean, I'm answering your own questions for you here, but how did you do it? It's really simple. You start internally first. You, I always tell docs this, you build your office like a church, especially if you want family practice. You don't build a church based off of grandma and grandpa and the old people sitting in the pew because the longevity of that just doesn't make sense mathematically. You build it off of children and you build it off of families. So what you do then is you start showing up and being involved in family events, both internal and external. So what you want to do when you're working with, it sounds like I had a talking point, but I don't, but this is where my mind's going. So I'm going to run with it. All right. You need, a, you need an external and an internal marketing plan, but more importantly, it has to evolve around exactly what your ideal client wants when it's kids or moms. And then where are they going to be? Where are they going to hang out? And then where do you need to show up to just build relationships, not build business, build relationships with these moms. We have hundreds of moms a year that refer to us and send their friends in and we haven't even seen them. I don't even know who half these moms are. They're not patients because I'll run back and look. Did we see the kids? Did we see somebody in their family? No, we don't see anybody, but they refer in because they know we've created a relationship with them. Some At some point we did, and we created it in the community. So number one is you start inside, and you start with all of the relationships with everybody that's paying to come in and see you because guess what? You have your target audience right in front of you. So you start creating internal marketing events first. So start creating celebrations. Do things evolved around your families. Number one, curate gifts specific to the family. I cannot tell you and express to that enough is you curate specialty to the family. One of the most awesome things we have up here in Green Bay is we have the NEW Zoo, which has an affiliation with like 80 zoos around the country. Mm. So we buy zoo passes for families. And we do this if they refer in patients or on their one year anniversary or if they start bringing in their kids. Basically, they don't know this, but basically it's whenever I feel like giving it to them because I want them to feel special, but it's curated specific. So if I have a family that loves being outdoors, guess what? I'm going to buy them a whole year, a year family pass to the zoo, probably give it to them in a picnic basket and then get them and get them the uh, parks pass for like uh, the parks that are up here or Get them coffee. All your parents are addicted to caffeine. I can guarantee you that. So coffee always goes a long way. And e, you sent, Dr. Enrico, you sent out a thing about a couple months ago, and you were talking about um, the the coffee letter. 
That's ingenious. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you do this stuff? So there's little things to do. But then what you do is that makes the family feel special because, damn it, they're special to you. So you need to be special to them. And the best way to do it is you, you surprise them with gifts specifically cultivated to them. Buy them dinner. Send them out. Don't hesitate to spend 100 200 bucks on a gift card for them to go have dinner. Hell, if you want to go really that far, arrange a sitter for them. And if you've got a kid as a family, like yeah, like my daughter's 14, guess what? My daughter's going to come watch your kids. You guys are going to go to dinner. Well, that's weird. Well, not really because you've seen her since she was six. So like, you know, my whole family, and then you guys can go and have fun for a couple hours and actually get back to being who you were before children, which is rare. Um, then you take that sect and you celebrate the birthdays and you celebrate the anniversaries and you celebrate the divorces and you celebrate as much as you can to make everybody feel special. That creates raving fan service. Everybody talks about it, but very few people give you the damn recipe. And to be honest with you, it's kind of like making chocolate chip cookies. It's super easy once you understand the recipe and then you just tweak it to get the best cookie you want. The thing is, is that external is the same thing. You're just going to start showing up at events that your parents are going to be at. Important stuff. You need to be on, and Dr. Enrico talks about this all the time. You need to be on all, all the social media platforms. And until, in fact, I would tell you to stop putting everything on Facebook because everybody just puts everything on Facebook. Guess what? If you put everything on Instagram where all of your kids are between 23 and 43 right now is they're on Instagram. That's where all your information should be, hardcore. And then that gets trickled down into Facebook because it shares over, correct? YouTube is huge. YouTube is the second leading search engine in the world. It used to be Facebook. Now it's YouTube because it's coupled with Google. So the more you put on YouTube and the more information you put on YouTube, Google sees that when they're out reading. Google sees that these little map crawlers, just like in the matrix that you don't see. You used to be able to ghost farm everything on your website. So the crawlers could find all these ghost fonts that nobody else could see with all the information on it. Well, now you can just put it into Google in this form, and then you put it into YouTube in this form, and now you're creating these massive audiences to your members of your practice and to the people in your community. And guess what? A lot of people talk about advertising as it's a way to get people in. Advertising is a way to create relationships before they even come in. Mm -hmm. That's the key because you need to establish, establish a formal hierarchy and become their most trusted advisor on everything. It's easy to do. It just takes time. You got it. Yeah. If this wasn't uh, $300, I'd mic drop it. But anyways, that's okay. Good job. Good job. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Cultivating those relationships. And it's, it's, it's the long game. You have to be thinking about the long game. You nailed so many points there about, you know, the Instagram and hitting the younger market, getting people at a young age, because you're not thinking about your business, but you are. I mean, it's the long game of your business too. getting a 16 year old under care, Probably better than the 91-year-old. I'm just being honest with you, even if you take Medicare or not. Um, just because long long game, right? I mean, it's it's a truth there. But this podcast is tailored to you guys that are trying to build a family practice. You're a little bit all over the place. You're always going to be all over the place. Skip just said that. You're going to celebrate everything. You're going to celebrate the births. You're going to celebrate the marriages. You're going to celebrate the divorces. You're going to celebrate everything that comes with life because you're going to be a beacon in their family as well. So that's that's fantastic stuff too. I mean, the zoo passes. How great is that? Everyone in a city can do that. Um and even the little things, I mean, zoo passes, you know, I'm thinking of zoo Tampa probably costs about 290 bucks to have a family pass afford to go to right. that for the year. That's not a bad thing, but again, you can do these things. Some people are like, well, you can't gift patients. You can't gift referrals. You can gift for whatever you want. They're gift people. You're allowed to gift you want anything yes. you want. You just can't have a gifting system for a referral. 
That's all. You just can't plaster that on your wall saying you get a Tesla if you refer 100 people to our office. You just can't do that. Right, right. Right? I mean, that's the Come rule in either. black and white. Otherwise, <laughs> if you want to give someone a gift card for any reason, you're absolutely allowed to do that, even for being a patient for you for five years, whatever it may be. But those are the relationships you build. And you know who those people are. And cultivating those and keeping to move those people, they're going to continue to refer to you. And trust me, referrals cost nothing. They cost yeah. nothing because even the zoo pass, you can't even tangibly say that that was, you know, the next 10 referrals that come over the next two years from them. I mean, it's intangible. It's not, mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't even work out. Mm -hmm. uh, perfect, man. That, that's awesome stuff. I mean, just build it from the ground up. Um, I think our most listened to listeners are the ones under 10 years in practice. Uh, but the whole group is here. I've got people 30 years in practice that, you know, are going to pick something out, be on Facebook, be on Instagram, be on TikTok, be on YouTube. You got to be on all these things. And the toughest part is creating content, right? It's not, it's not distributing yeah. it. Now with all these apps, you can blast all the social media in one button, but it's creating this, the video, sitting down, creating the video, doing it. Um, there's so many, so many cool things out there. What do you guys use in your office? Uh, you mean to create video or what do you, mm -hmm. what do you mean, Dr. Mm -hmm. Create and distribute. Create and distribute. We, you, we use our cell phones um, and we distribute. Dr. Julie uses, uh, she uses one platform. There's multiple distribution platforms that can hit all of the social media pages. I highly recommend you look into them. Um, there, I'm not just going to give you one because there's like seven out there and they'll link you everywhere. But I want to talk about one thing that works just as good as social media and it's external events. And E, you do an, Dr. Enrico, you do an amazing job at this. And your external events are key. So hold public events in your public that helps your ideal client and your target audience to create more of an impact in your public. So there's no reason why you couldn't do an Easter egg hunt and get an Easter and you get an Easter bunny to come and do an egg hunt for free for your community. Put it on Eventbrite, get 200 people there and just walk around and say hi to everybody. Don't walk around to them and say, oh, let me check your back. No, walk around and just say hi. Thank them for coming. It's a pleasure that you're here with us. But number one is we did this for the community and make a deal out of it. And you can do you can do zoo days. You can do um, park days. You can do a uh, celebration of the kids in your in your community. And the biggest thing is, is just get out in your community and have them. Now, when we come back and how do we spread it? So let's come back to this question, Dr. Rico. I'm sorry I went on a tangent, but I think it's really important for docs to understand because you can do a lot of external community events on a very, very low budget. <clears throat> very low. I mean, it's not that expensive to do yeah. these things. No, and when no. you start understanding the value of a lead, that's the key. Like the value of this, like if you put three or $400 in a public event, which may hurt you on the front end a little bit, if you're new in practice, like I get that trying to pump all 500 bucks early on in practice for an external event. But if you meet a hundred people and if you do it on Eventbrite and you collected all of their email addresses and possibly their phone numbers, you can go and market to them. You can cold them. You can put you can put everything in email sequences. You can put them into an emailer. We do that with Aweber. There's several other email marketing company email companies out there as well. So we nurture these leads through emails. We nurture these leads through texts, and then we nurture them through getting them on our social media platforms and following our clinic, following our office. The other thing to talk about and to really understand is how important it is to get Google reviews and understand how important it is to get reviews. And if you can just set out and strive to get a review a day or even five reviews a week, over the course of a year, you're going to end up with over 200 reviews on Google. And if they're all five-star, you just crushed your market. There is nobody in chiropractic, very rare, that are having like 
even three figures worth of reviews. True. All right. It's true. And if you go and look at the reviews for our office, we're not even over 100 yet. And I'm not telling you to call the kettle black, but all you have to do is just keep asking for them. So what do we do? We have a text sequence that goes out. We have text reminders that go out. And then after their fifth appointment or sixth appointment, a text goes out and it says, hey, would you mind giving us a review on Google? Would you mind giving us a review on Facebook? And a lot of them do it. They do. And we, they do implemented, the we implemented that 90 days ago. <laughs> and we saw our reviews you're, go you're up. You're going to grow. Yeah, you're going to grow. You're going to get our, our reviews, reviews went up. Yeah. We got 50 reviews in 90 days. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, reviews. That could be a podcast right there on how to get mm-hmm. them, how to cultivate them, how to make them, you know, really useful. Um, there's a doc out in Virginia that does a great job. He has like a whole postcard he gives to the patient with like a mm-hmm. script, not a script, but like a, a follow so that the post is like four sentences, tells a little bit about their story, their success and why they, they found them. Th- that's great. Cause that's what people read is the reviews every week. I get a patient that's like, I chose you because of Google reviews and, uh, you talked about TMJ and I got TMJ or I have whatever it may be, or my kiddo or whatever it is. Awesome, man. Good stuff. Tons. We dropped like gold on you today, but what I got is don't over communicate. You know, these are the five things Skip said today. Uh, bring them up to your level. They need to understand what you do. You can't sugarcoat this or undercoat this. That's so important. We think we have to undercut or undervalue what we do. They need to know that they're coming in for subluxation or they're coming in to grow healthy lives. You know, uh, focus on your ideal client. Get very clear on this. If you need to meditate in Zimbabwe, go to Zimbabwe, meditate, figure out who your ideal client is and come back. Build your practice uh, like a church. Uh, I love that analogy, whether you go to church or not. And then, um, Curate gifts tailored to your to your clients. You know, a Yeti for somebody who doesn't drink coffee, probably not not the best gift for them, but uh, mm-hmm. a great gift for someone who loves coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, great stuff, Skip. Thank you so much. Your time's valuable. I appreciate you, man. You are so welcome, Doctor Rico. I mean, again, this the class that came out of Palmer with all of us together. I'm just saying we are a powerhouse class because we were doing so much in chiropractic, and look at what we're doing 15 years out and. Yeah. Enrico, I'm 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 super humbled and incredibly proud to call you my friend and call you a close friend of mine. You That's and your great. wife Christine, and I mean that honestly. And I'm just I love working with colleagues like you. And I just thank you for having me on, Enrico. I, I love you, man. Appreciate. No, it. I love you too, man. I, I said skip a text. He's like, of course I'll be on your show. Like, That's awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right, catch you later. Take care, Enrico. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also, join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at EnricoD.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.